What is up, Fellowship Youth? This is Pastor Jonathan. And first of all, I'm freaking pumped. I'm freaking out over here because we are now on podcast. We're going to be doing more audio types of ways to deliver our messages to you guys where you don't have to stare at my face all the time. You can just plug in your earbuds or your headphones or your AirPods, connect us um, through your earbuds or whatever you're doing, and just listen to us. That way you don't have to watch us. But if you're clicking on this specific podcast or this specific video on YouTube that we got going on, we are discussing lazy faith. Lazy faith. Now, a lot of us are busy in our lives. We get caught up doing so many different things. A lot of us go to school. We have sport activities. We got friend circles. We got parents to keep up with so they don't go crazy and climb the roof. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff going on in our lives, and it's easy to, when we unwind and just rest and we sit down, we often run to our phone and we run to things that are not God, and tonight, we're just going to call them out. We're going to call it out for what it is, and I'm hoping to encourage you, to challenge you, wherever you're listening from right now, that we're going to be on this journey together to reclaim our faith to not be lazy anymore, to get up off the couch, throw away the potato chips, and chase after a relationship with God. So let me pray over you real quick before we get started because prayer is the most important part on how you start something. So Father, today we ask that you challenge us, you inspire us, and you point us in the direction of a successful relationship with you. Help us to see areas in our lives that need some cleaning up, God, some areas that need rearranging in our lives. Help us to be the example you want us to be by being awake, alert, and vigilant for you, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, title one, woke. Say it with me, woke. People are going to think you're crazy because you're talking into your phone and there's no one there. But you can say it again with me. It's woke, people. We got to be woke in our spirits. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah woke. So Matthew chapter 26 is where we're going to be starting off this whole journey of lazy faith. And we actually started out with Jesus and his disciples. So if you're reading with us, it's Matthew chapter 26 verses 40 through 41. And it says, when Jesus came back to his disciples, he found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Like, Bro, stay alert. Well, that that part's not in the Bible where he says bro, but he does say stay alert, be in prayer so you don't have to wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. Woo! Jesus is calling some people out right now. Some of you guys might be asleep during this podcast, but dear God, you are being woke up by Jesus right now because that's exactly what he did with his disciples. And I'm sure most of you have seen the word floating around woke online. It's literally everywhere. It's in news media, outlets, social media, all the great things. But the word woke has just appeared in our lives. And I feel like it's definitely appeared in my life. And like every time I hear that word, okay, every time I hear that word, I picture that scary butler from that movie Haunted Mansion, the Disney movie, where at the end, the butler's eyes are wide open and he's going crazy. He's got fire coming out. It's It seriously haunted me as a kid. It truly freaked me out. And I I've only seen that movie once as an adult now. I still don't like that part. It freaks me out. But that's the image that pops in my brain hole when I hear the word woke. 
Now, a lot of you may see different things, but it's okay. But when we see and hear that word, often that word is attached to a challenge or a call of action. We need to be woke about racism. We need to be woke about COVID-19. We need to be woke about the government. We need to be woke about UFOs, 5G, all the things. America, we have to be woke is what it's saying on social media right now. But let me ask you this question. What if we applied that word, woke, to our spiritual lives? See, many of us are woke to the world, but not woke to the word. We get a quick snapshot in Matthew 26 where Jesus finds his disciples sound asleep, just straight up snoozing on a log with no cares in the world. And Jesus calls them out by saying, can't you stick it out with me for a single hour? Jesus is just asking for one hour, y'all. Anyone got that one friend that says they're going to stay the night at your house and swears on their grandma's life that they're going to stay up all night, but they're, they're like dead asleep by 12? Like, I hated that. Like, we're supposed to hang out, bro. Why you why you fall asleep at 1130? This is just not fun for me. And then you're up for the rest of the night by yourself and you're like staring at your friend's sleeping face and you're just mad. Well, that's exactly how Jesus felt towards his disciples. Like, come on, guys, be better than this. He goes on to say, stay alert, be in prayer so you don't accidentally walk into danger. Stay alert, be in prayer. Listen up, friends. If you're not woke in the spirit, you will wander from your faith. It's oftentimes that if we're not guarding our hearts, if we're not staying on top of our spiritual lives and our souls, that oftentimes we walk into dangerous situations that can really impact and change our lives forever. Maybe it's a party. Maybe it's a boyfriend. Maybe it's a girlfriend that you wonder to, but you're not wondering to your faith. See, if you're not woke in your spirit, you will wonder from your faith. And let me explain. Oftentimes, we are trying to figure out our lives. We try to make these big old plans, say, I'm going to go to this college. I'm going to marry this person right now. And you're like, this is the love of my life. He's it. He's the one. And you're like 12 years old. And that person's got one eye. And you're realizing that you're in love with the cardboard cutout of Harry Styles. I mean, it happens, people. But we try to make these plans and these things in our lives, yet we fail to include God or even let God run our lives. And before you know it, you've spent so much time focused on you that you have walked so far from God and you are facing things you should not be facing, all because you've been sleeping on your faith. See, sometimes it's easy to feel like the enemy is just on level 1000 in our lives. Like we feel like he just straight up beating us up and throwing us in the ditch, just like ruining our lives all the time. But we just been lazy with our faith, people. I mean, I've heard it said best, your kidneys aren't messed up. You've just been drinking way too much sweet tea. Sometimes in our spiritual lives, we give the enemy way too much credit. Oh, I'm just having a bad day. The enemy, this big old shadowy enemy is trying to follow me around and throw rain on my parade. I mean, the devil's just really out to destroy me today. Like, no. Sometimes we just become lazy with our relationship with Jesus that we completely throw God and the devil under the bus. And we're like, you know what? My life's just over. It's done. I'm tombstoning it right now. It's, it's completely, completely over when really it's all because we don't want to stay consistent with our relationship with him. See, we not only have to be woke for ourselves, people, we got to be woke for others as well. 
A lot of us live in this culture of influence. We want to be the next big influencer. We want to be the next big TikTok star, or the next Insta, Insta famous model or whatever it may be, the biggest YouTuber. We live in a world that craves influence. We crave it, but we have to take care of our lives before we can influence. You may, you may believe in Jesus. You may go to church, but do you have him in your heart? Is he in the driver's seat of your life or is he a passenger in the back seat, people? I mean, come on, think about this. Are we letting God drive us to our calling? Is, is God driving us to the future and the purpose that he has built us for? Or are we putting God in the back seat and saying, no, God, I know better? It's one thing to want to influence people, but it's one thing to realize that the greatest person that could influence humanity knows your name and he knows your faults, and he still loves you. See, we may be the only part of Jesus or the Bible that lost people ever see. Think about that. You right now, you are the only part of Jesus or the Bible that one person is ever going to see. They may never hear Jesus again. They may never hear about him or even think about church or the Bible or anything. But when they see you, you may be the last closest remote thing they see to God. And what are they seeing? Are they seeing someone that's great? Someone that has a love for Christ that will be there for them if they were going through some stuff? Or do they see someone that is living a hectic life that is out there doing crazy things that they have no part of Jesus inside of them? I mean, I ain't pointing fingers, y'all. I remember when I was in middle school, I would cuss like a sailor. I thought I was the coolest person. I would cuss out like a a slide on the playground. I would cuss out anything. I just thought I was the coolest thing ever. But what I didn't even know is, is what the words meant, first of all. But I did know that those kinds of words brought attention to me and I wanted attention from people. And so I began to have this reputation for saying crazy stuff, y'all. Like stuff I wouldn't even see in a movie. I'd have to urban dictionary some of the stuff I'd be saying. And being this bad person, I was just really convicted because I would be at church, I would be super involved, I'd be loving Jesus, lifting my hands, but then I'd be at school acting like a heathen, and that song Heathen by 21 Pilots, they wrote that about me, y'all, y'all don't even know, I was a heathen, and I felt so convicted at youth, because here I am trying to reach people for Jesus, while I go home, and I go to school, and I cuss like a sailor, as a middle schooler, I thought I had the world figured out, but what happened is, I sacrificed the influence of God for the approval of my surroundings. Let me tell you something. Don't be lazy about your faith. Don't just let words slip into your heart. Don't just try to be something that you're not. Don't be lazy. Be you. Don't be lazy about your faith. Be crazy about your faith. I want to challenge you today to get your house in order to please wake up. God has plans for you. He wants to do a work through you. It's not too late. You're not too far gone. You know, God, I need to tell you guys this. God did not create you on his worst day. He created you on his best day. You are not a mess up. You are not an accident. You are not another bad person in your family. You are genuinely unique and creatively collected and put together by God. And God has a specific plan for you. But you have to stay alert. You got to be in prayer and you got to live woke. You can't be lazy with your relationship with God. So there's three ways to stay woke, people. Number one, 
Give God the first and last eight minutes of your every day. Three ways to stay woke. That's number one. Give God the first and last eight minutes of your every day. Well, John, how do I do that? How do I give God my first eight minutes of every day and the last minutes of every day? Well, you do it like this. Instead of waking up and pressing Instagram, go ahead and hit that version, that Bible app. If you don't have that app downloaded, you're not going to heaven. I'm just kidding. Don't tell anyone I told you that. This is just a joke. You are going to go to heaven. But what I'm saying is, is download that app, press it, and jump into a devotional. Pray. It literally takes eight minutes. Eight minutes. That's not a lot of time out of your day. Well, you're probably thinking, well, if I'm giving him the first eight minutes, why do I have to give him the last eight minutes? You want to end your day with God just as much as you start your day with God. And you might be wondering, what can I even talk to God about in the last eight minutes of my day? Well, catch him up on how your day was because God cares about the small things just as much as he cares about the big things in your life. Catch him up. Let him know how it's going. That's number one. Number two, drink eight cups of water a day. Now, this ties into your soul because if you are living healthy physically, you're going to be feeling good mentally. Mentally, spiritually, you're going to be completely in unison, and that is a great way. And it's proven that eight cups of water a day make you feel better, make your mind clearer, and also helps your attitude, believe it or not. So my wife is going to be drinking 18 cups of water a day. I'm going to be giving her way too many cups of water because sometimes with her new pregnancy, she's just got so many moods and they just swing it around like a swing set. Number three, get eight hours of sleep. Eight hours of sleep. Now, this is huge because your body needs to rest. Your brain needs to rest. So you have a great day. So you're prepared for the very next day. Don't be getting 30 minutes of sleep because you're playing Fortnite or you're texting your boyfriend and girlfriend or you're on Instagram, whatever it may be. Get eight hours of sleep. Do your brain a favor and get some rest so you can take on the very next day the best way possible. So number one, give God the first and last eight minutes of your every day. Number two, drink eight cups of water a day. And number three, get eight hours of sleep. Eight hours of sleep. There you go. Get eight hours of sleep. Now, these three things are going to be the very small steps of what we'll be talking about later on in our series. But I want you to take this challenge. Just try it. Just try it for a couple days. See if it works for you. But give God the first and last eight minutes of your every day. Let that be something that you start right now. Maybe if you're listening to this in the evening, give him the last eight minutes of today. The last eight minutes of your evening because he cares and it's not too late to start that consistent relationship with God. And this series, we're challenging your laziness because we want you to be active in your faith, not lazy. And a lot of people, if you go to the gym to work out, you want muscles, but that takes time and it takes practice. So I'm not giving you these huge tasks to run around and do jumping jacks and say the Bible the books of the Bible in order from alphabet when you're doing jumping jacks. I'm not making you do that. I'm not saying you need to do that. What I'm saying is just take one small step at a time and we are here with you for the rest of the way. So that concludes week one woke of our lazy faith series. Tune in next week. You're going to be hearing from some great people throughout this month. We love you. We believe in you and we believe in the youth.